spit at you from here. What are you doing with your face? That's free speech. Nerd, you're wrong. Ah! That is some bad philosophy. Come on. Bad Philosophy, Episode 9, recorded on October 24th, 2008. <clears throat> Politics, eh? Hello, everyone. Welcome, and one to Bad Philosophy. We're here once again with our biggest panel ever. Mm-hmm. I am, as always, Stephen Torrance. To my left is... The Austin Fielding. Austin Fielding. And to his left is... Guy who was told the sound on the iPhone was off. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt. Hey, it's on. When you run an application, sometimes it overwrites the silencer switch. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a really that's poor a poor design. Uh, Matt Legler, introduce yourself. I am Matt Legler, the guy that does not know how to use his iPhone. Apparently. I'm Kevin Saunders, the guy who was just led earlier. Do we get to introduce the people to our lives? Um, no, they get to introduce themselves because otherwise it would get crazy. Uh, Kimberly, you're actually here for real this time. Yay! Not for fake. Do, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? My name's Kimberly. All right. Very nice. Okay. Breakthrough. I don't know what else to say. So I have um, never eaten a fish. That's a, you know, is that that's true? probably not true, actually. <laughs> it's from Finding Nemo, though. Oh, yes. Do they fish in Canada? I'm pretty sure they do, which brings us to today's topic. Oh my god, Matt, you're so good at segues. Um, yeah, Austin actually suggested that we're going to talk about Canada. So, Austin, what made you, what uh, gave you that desire? Well, earlier today, Stephen, we, we were all in a lunch discussion for the Honors College uh, here at Texas Tech. And during part of it, we were discussing uh, how Canada's laws for child abandonment may or may not differ from our own here in America. And... In Canada, obviously, they have the benefits of health care, uh, among other things, and that really got me to think about where I'm going with my degree for mechanical engineering. Um, I don't want to be a mechanical engineer, but I figure I might as well get the degree. So I'm wondering what kind of fun I could have being an engineer in Canada with a um, Texas accent. You could probably build moose guards. Moose guards. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. They do have meese problems. Uh, I believe it'll moose, be a... Moose problems. Yeah, meese is more fun. One Da Vinci it's, suggested. It's then why did they say geese? The Moosepult. <laughs> okay, we had this debate in like third grade. Seriously. <laughs> and it was never resolved. No, because there's just a right way so to... So you want to have a bunch of very good dependents now. Very good defenses against... Okay, should we, let's, let's have this debate. Should it be moose or meese? Goose or geese? Okay. Meese is more fun to say than moose. Okay, it's more fun. Or well, moose fun says. isn't necessarily what's in the English language. Yes. We're going to go with mooses. <laughs> Can we just go with moose eye? Moose eye. No, moose eye is inaccurate. I vote moose eye. already determined grammatical <laughs> Despite the man with the soundy iPhone. Actually, moose eye, moose eye would not be correct because it doesn't end in U-S, which yeah. is the traditional singular Latin ending. Like cactus cacti. Right. So, so you can't you can't like, actually add an I onto the end of something unless it has a U.S. So we would have to change a moose to a mooses in order to get moose I. Mooses I? Or moose I? No, it would just still, it'd be moose I. It'd be moose I. Moose I. We call it the moose I. The moose who will save all the other mooses and bring them into redemption. I'm the moose I. I'm glad we were recording this, otherwise I would have somebody write that down. 
But uh, on to Canada. Yes, yes, Canada. So well, you're not the only one who's who's gotten the desire to move to Canada at one point in their life. Uh, I used to want to move to Canada and be a Baptist nun. If Obama gets elected, I'll move to Canada. Baptists don't have nuns. <laughs> exactly. Okay. See, a totally new form of con- climate. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a very open. Field. Think about it. That's that's good. Opinion. Baptists don't have nuns, so if I moved to be can- to Canada and became a Baptist nun, I could create all the rules. Baptists have no nuns. Bummer. There's no nuns. I'm pretty sure they there are aren't. Nuns, nuns, are, nuns, nuns are a Catholic nuns. thing. Baptists have none. Baptists have no nuns. None. None nuns. None. That's nunless. They're nunless. Yes. Nonsense. Nonsense. That'd be nonsensical. Oh my god. Nonsense. Whatever. Nuns have quarters and change in their pocket. I just... What you said, Matt, reminded me, though, a, a lot of people said after the uh, the Bush-Kerry elections, you know, oh, my God, I'm moving to Canada. Yeah. Not, no four more years of Bush. <laughs> well, most of them are still here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But if Obama gets elected... Well, you see, can't, there's that mean, exciting. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. wait so, so, wait. If the liberals move to Canada, if a Republican gets elected, does that mean the conservatives will move to Mexico if a Democrat gets elected? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be funny. I believe that would they're be one-blooded funny. creatures, so they could make it in Canada also. But um, I believe all the pot-smoking liberals up there might... Kick us out. My thing is, is, if we don't move out of the country, I'm afraid we'll be put in concentration camps. Oh, well, okay, yes. Or could we just succeed from the union? We could succeed, succeed from the union. Succeed, yes, very yeah, nice. Could we successfully I don't succeed as we're trying to say? Could... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't, but you don't live in Alaska. I can still be for Alaska's independence, can't I? Well, sure, but what, yeah. what point Can we secede Texas Tech from the Union? I'm tired of... We could create, like, a, a Vatican Alaska sort of thing. I've got my With Texas Tech University. Oh, yeah. right. I'm tired You'd of have to have a passport to leave campus. If Alaska Go across the street, trays and canes. Alaska's independence, what will America do for oil? Uh, we just import more of it from Venezuela, probably. Oh, okay. I say we just start a war in the Middle East. That's well, a good oh wait! Idea. Someone's already had that idea. Oh, sorry, Matt. You're you're uh, what is it now? Six years too late. <laughs> um, Seven. Now six. The Iraq War t- started started in two thousand three, but it's kind of the, I think the, the ball got calendar. rolling in two thousand two. Hmm. I think you're on the lunar calendar. That's probably making oh, a difference. Oh yes, it'll do really, that to you. Yeah, that darn lunar calendar. <laughs> Being a druid myself, I <laughs> you, you follow you follow the ways yes. of uh, of the paganism. Yes, I've I've made my pilgrimage to Stonehenge. So, oh, uh, oh my! So, anyways, Canada, America's hat. Would it really be better to live there? I wonder. Well, okay, let's let, let's break. Down Only if you want to be a lumberjack. Yeah, like you'd have to get used to a completely different society, well, I'm a, a completely different culture. I'm okay. Hey. I work all night, I work all day. Now, personally, I would have no problem going straight up to Canada. No. Well, I'd want to move to England instead of Canada. Oh, I will never live in England. You'd never see the sun in England. Uh, Is that a bad thing? And the government always sees you. Yes. Look at this. England has extremely high, high levels of CC cameras that do nothing other than watch people. That's what CC cameras always do. But, um... It's one of those things where uh, they did a study with the CC camera, CC closed circuit television, excuse me, for those that aren't aware. Mm. It's the stuff for those cameras. They have them in casinos and stuff like that, but the government has now instituted them 
to deter crime. However, there's a study that was done that says that what CC cameras, TV cameras do is move crime 100 feet. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. They move them basically 100 feet from, every, from the cameras. And now some people use that as an argument, well, we should have a camera every 100 feet. <laughs> that's, that's not at all the right answer. Um, no. Crime has moved 50 feet if you follow algebra. It's, it's one of those, <laughs> exactly. It's one of situations where these the, the security cameras don't do anything to deter crime. No. They let you watch crimes occasionally, but that doesn't help anything. No. And, and crimes are going to happen wherever you want them, or wherever, whether or not you watch them. But they're definitely moving towards a Big Brother state. Yeah. Um, which is actually part of the reason that um, led Cory Doctorow, a blogger who uh, wears goggles and a cape, if you uh, read XKCD. Um, also an author, actually. Well, that, I was getting that. That's yeah. he, the reason he wrote, one of the reasons he wrote the book Little Brother, mm. um, which is the most recent book. You can get it for free online because he's cool like that. And he, I mean, he released it out there, and, he, and he, all of his books like that, but he wrote the book partly because of the increased security that he's encountered in England, um, where it's really where he lives. He's an American um, from San Francisco, I believe, originally, but he definitely, he, he's, he's lived in England for a long time. His wife is English, um, I think. Don't quote me on that, Corey. But uh, I'm pretty sure Corey Doctorow will not quote you. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Ooh, right. She doesn't have iTunes yet. Rise. She's still working off Napster. Uh, yes. She will Corey's a dude. He will get. He's still working. <laughs> off yeah, but his wife. I thought you were talking about his. Yeah, wife. I thought we were talking about his wife. Corey's too. wife too. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm nice like small there. world. Two Corys getting together and marrying. That's nice save there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Yeah, so, so, can, so Canada. I would. I moved to Canada before I moved to England. I won't even visit England because of this sort of stuff. And that's, well, and see, there, it's not everywhere in England. I mean, I, I visited Scotland this well, past uh, summer. And, you, you know, you go to you go to Oban, like, this coastal the, town. There's not a single CCTV. Metropolitan areas. London yeah. in particular. No, I would um, not want to visit London. Well, if, if I was visiting England, it would be for theatrical purposes to go see stuff in the West End. Yes. And that's in London. <laughs> that's the West End uh, of London. Thumbs up for Slurpees in London. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> not thumbs up for Slurpees. Uh, not at all. London. What about, okay, how's the weather in Canada? Like, Alaska has its very sunny days, if I'm correct. Because the, the whole six month of day and then six month of night? Yeah. It's not exactly like Are that. you serious? Well, in certain no. parts of well, Canada. We have vampires very and very candy <laughs> people up there, then. Say again? In the very northern regions of Alaska, yeah. like 300 miles north of the Arctic Circle, they go and they have six months of, like, day... Where it's rather bright, and then six months of night, where it's like dusk and dark. But those aren't the most popular areas, either. No, no, um, these are the places that have a airstrip that is longer than the town, and <laughs> six children in their entire junior high. Wow, yeah, they're, they're the cool. rural, rural area, very rural, rural Alaska rural. areas. Rural. Alaska. Say it with me. I mean, Anchorage stuff does have. A, <laughs> I like Anchorage. <laughs> places like that, Anchorage and Juneau, mm-hmm. have. Long days and, and long nights, and you know different seasons. Obviously, winter's long nights, summer's long days, but they do have an actual day and night cycle, mm-hmm. and that's even further than north than a lot of Canada. I mean, most because with Canada, most of the population is in the lower quarter to half of the country. Um, I mean, heck, I'm arguably half Canadian. My mother was born in Canada. 
Um, oh. She's not a Canadian citizen. She never tried to claim dual citizenship. Um, she, <laughs> was born in Can- she was born in Canada of American parents who were there working uh, working with oil. Actually, my grandpa was a geophysicist working for uh, Amico back in the day. Mm. Sidetrack, digression. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of well, there's a lot of mild weather. Um, yes, that's, but, that's uh, contrary to to the popular belief. Not all of Canada is covered in ice. Uh, you get <laughs> you get summers where you know you, you hit, might hit eighty mm-hmm. um, on a couple of days, but most of the time it's you know nice balmy seventy, yeah. mm-hmm. sixty, and then it gets pretty cold in the yeah, winter. winter I mean, you, you get a fair amount of snow. So this is for Canada. This is for this Canada is for for most. Metropolitan. So, or even, uh, even I mean, the weather and the weather is nice. You get yeah. there are regions of Canada that are just beautiful. I mean, mountainous, uh, lots of trees, and just green. Colder weather means you can wear more clothes and you have more potential for style. I mean, t-shirts are only so comfortable. But a t-shirt with a jacket, and you have more money for clothing because education is four hundred dollars a year. Exactly. We okay. Um, during this lunch discussion for our listeners, um, we were speaking with somebody who was did, professor. She was a professor. University. A professor. She was a professor, uh, but she got. Didn't she go to masters? Like she, she went. She to, lived uh, in Canada. She, she lived, lived in Canada. Canada. Okay, yeah. And it was four hundred dollars a year for a a year of college, not yeah. high school, but college. And I'm just thinking how wonderful graduate school See, in it's, Canada it's would be. It's one of those be. things. That's, yes, there is that. However, mm-hmm. it's it's the cost doesn't go away. The cost becomes indirect. Um, and this is this is a big problem that has come up with any any socialized system of, right, of that. Right. When yes. you say socialized, you mean socialism? Sort well, of? It, it, mm. socialized just means institutions owned by the government. Yes. Um, Delightful. Yes. But the difference, though, is it's, it's actually not more expensive. The cost of living in Canada is lower. They do pay higher taxes, but... The difference comes in that the, the government contributes more to the society because they don't have a huge defense budget. We, the well, United States, <laughs> exactly. That's well, a great. And, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with, with that, but and and I think we should lower the defense budget here in the U.S. Yes. I'm I'm a borderline pacifist on on bad days and on good days. I'm crazy. Um, but <laughs> is it? Let me just ask: Is this a good day or a bad day? We're we're in the middle. Okay. Um, I'm definitely I'm feeling pacifistic today because I get I get tired of of and in my lifetime, particularly the lifetime I remember, um, I vaguely remember the Gulf War. Uh, vaguely, I was five six years when it ended, um, and so that's that's the very beginnings of my memory. I remember they're talking about, not really understanding it. The big thing that's been in my lifetime, and in a lot of my time, people my age, has been this war that we're fighting in Iraq right now. And it, it was a very... When, when I was younger, you know, 12, 13, I would read books that talked about, not, not first-person narratives, or, but, or fictional books, stuff, talking about, you know, life in, in Vietnam, or life in um, World War II. These, mm-hmm. these big, monumental wars that we have as milestones in our, in our collective American history. Right. Um, and I always wondered, well, what would that be like to live in this sort of world? Um, and and then, you know, two years into the Iraq War, I realized, wait, we're doing like that. Well, not not the same. Yeah, not the same. I'm not going to try and equate those. No, but length maybe, but pretty much that's, everything that's else. That's all you can do. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those. Yeah, we've been a, we 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 have been at war for a large portion of my lifetime. Yeah. And war, obviously, air quotes. Um, but it hasn't affected me much. 
Um, and I don't, I don't feel a sense of pride a la World War II or a sense of anger a la Vietnam. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, of, oh yeah, we're at war. Yeah, we've, we've sort of gotten used to it. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of a bad thing in a sense. Like we're, we, we really don't realize that, for instance, the, the war in Afghanistan has really ramped up recently. Casualties have, have gone through the roof. Uh, the interim government that we set up there is falling apart. Um, it's really looking like that's going to be the center of conflict once again. Um, and that war's been going on even longer than Iraq. So it's, I don't know, pe- people get up and say, oh, you know, just move to Canada and everything will be better. <laughs> if you move to Canada, we're, the United States is still going to be at war. You may have to think about it less, perhaps. Uh, but is it really worth uprooting the life that you have here? And, and just, just going to a completely different place for the sake of being in a, a different country that you may you may agree with their policies more than the United States. Something about Canada, how you don't hear about Canada having a whole lot of wars, at least I haven't. Like maybe the occasional hockey fights. Uh, sure Weren't in the War of 1812? Uh, yes. I, I believe they made a cameo. Yes, they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they played the postal guy. But um, it's, it kind of reminds me of a, a fish or a caterpillar. A caterpillar, there's some sort of bug or something that will release a very, very terrible tasting chemical whenever a predator wants to eat it. Kind of like and RTD2. Canada... Yeah, wait, what? Like R2-D2. I'm lost. What? R2-D2. He gets yeah, no, R2-D2. fish and I got he gets chunked out. Now, are you talking and original trilogy or new trilogy? Original trilogy. Like episode... episode right. Canada! They're, they're in the, the Empire Strike, swamp. Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. They're in the swamp. Oh, R2D, yeah. R2-D2 okay. gets swallowed by that fish in Well, the you know, I think what happened is he probably shocked the fish from the inside. Yeah. The fish but went, he, oh, but the, 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 the idea that I was bringing up is, is the same. Yeah, what I'm going with is whenever somebody wants to attack Canada or take it over, uh, Canada's like, whoa, 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 look at what we have here. We've got, like, pot and cold weather. What do you want? And, <laughs> and then the giant fish that is trying to swallow uh, part of Canada will spit it back out. And all the Canadians are like, hey, thank okay. you. <laughs> yeah. hey, they also okay. have, um, what, what are their... We had an A, but we didn't. Uh, we did. <laughs> I can try it again. I B, thank you. I did not eat but, yeah, uh, but the thing is, yeah, it's like Canada really doesn't have anything of much use. I mean, they, they do have natural resources, but not a lot. And and they don't really have a beef with anybody. So it's exactly. kind of like... Exactly. So, like, can't America... Because Canadians are smart and stay out of it. Thank you, Alto Cinco. All I right, mean, good. the that war we're in right now... See, yes, Canada. We did, You're going the wrong um, direction. The Iraqi war we did start. But yes. Okay. It yeah. really has trickled down to like everyday America. Here's yeah. the deal: we can't, we can't open the paper without America is the world's police. Yeah. Gas was three eighty less than three months ago. I filled my car up last night for two fifty a gallon. Thirty seven dollars. I got fifteen gallons of gas for less than thirty five dollars last night. And yeah. I think we all dropped on our knees and yeah. But I, I was shocked. I, mean, I think we're going into another Great Depression because the government will not leave anything alone. They regulate everything to the point of it not working. Now, see, that is actually the exact opposite argument from what the predominance of, uh, of most economists are saying. It's that we didn't regulate enough. Uh, we allowed these companies to engage in practices the, that the they should is, not is, have. Is, is, no. Now, there, now, here's the deal, though. I think, it's a, I think it's a combination. I've I've seen both sides of this argument, and I've seen where there were certain regulations that were contributing to it, but there were certain deregulations practices that were also contributing. It's really... There needs to be a more thorough study on how much each one of these factors contributed. 
Not talking specifics, because I don't know specifics in this situation. <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I recently watched uh, the film documentary, if you want to call it that. I, I'm always kind of using that terminology of <laughs> research on the film itself. Um, the documentary, Enron, Smartest Guys in the Room. Um, and Enron's what? Enron, colon, Smartest Guys in the Room. Gotcha. Is this one of those kind of like internet documentaries? No, that has all it's, a real, it's a real... It's a real, real honest documentary. to documentary, okay. Um, right. We watched it in my film class, but it's... That's beside the point where I watched it. Um, but one of the things that um, I didn't even realize this at the time, but Enron was a large cause, at least in this movie, it presented as a large concert of the California blackouts back in the day. Oh, yes. Um, that's, because I've because of what that. they were doing. And, and the way it was working is, is Enron pushed for deregulation in California. Um, and they got it. However, the way that it worked, it wasn't just a pure deregulation of the market. It was a partial deregulation. And because of that, Enron guys, um, their traders in particular, spent hours upon hours finding loopholes in what regulations were put up after this deregulation. Yes. And, and that, to me, said, okay, there's the problem. It's, it's not that we were regulating, or well, that, that is a problem, but we've set up these regulations that we think will do a good job. But people can find loopholes in regulations. Oh yeah, you're always going to be able to. Well, I realize that. But, we call but, those people geniuses. <laughs> that's that's why well, they, we, they, we call them consultants. <laughs> that's, that's where the, that's kind of where the name of the movie comes from, though. Is, is this sort of stuff? Is these, yeah. these smart these smart guys doing tricky things? However, they because there were still regulations in place at all that they could find loopholes because people was like, well, we've still got some regulations, so you'll feel safe. Yes. But the, the, the number of loopholes that opened up after the, the deregulation increased dramatically because it was done in a hurry. It wasn't yeah. done cleanly, it wasn't done efficiently, and it certainly wasn't done in total. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious if some of the economic stuff that we're going through right now is a similar situation where we try to deregulate we also tried to keep regulations, and it didn't, and we, and we didn't balance it properly. We really, didn't check it from, we were from to what both sides happy. From what I've looked into, I believe that is what happened. Um, it just it, the, it got to a point of such instability. There, there was such uh, confusion about okay, what can we do? What can't we do? Uh, what's yeah, what's kosher? What's not? That companies basically just had free reign, or had free reign within the, the loopholes that they found. And nobody knew what what was going on, and before we knew, it was a crash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably this will be one of those times in history that folks will analyze from now until eternity, uh, just like the Great Depression. <laughs> um, and we're really not in the end of it either. We're we're just in the beginning, I think. Matt, do you need to pick your job? Matt just had a light bulb go on. <laughs> his head. I think it was more than one. Yeah, that's a He's glowing like a power plant over yeah. here. Yeah, I've never seen a power plant glow actually. But the good ones do. It's pretty great at night. Yeah, I think I think he had a chandelier go on. Power plant. Yeah, I had a FICA tree. But I, go. I don't remember how I got to it. My brain does weird. It's better not be weird jumps. My synapses don't quite connect all the time. It's called the magnet trail. Still works. Okay, but today. Someone during the lunch discussion that you've mentioned quite frequently, Austin, someone mentioned Hitler. Yes. I know. Oh, I, oh you oh have no gosh. idea how loud I wanted to scream Godwin's law. I know. Oh, we you were like, I was looking like, You totally should have. I, I, like, I did it. You know, Doctor Webb was there because I knew he would get it. Yes. But like, because yeah. nobody in everybody we went. Oh, I would have. Yeah. It was a oh. total like, and it was one of the situations where where Godwin's law needed to be 
instigated yeah. because she had gone too far and started equating uh-huh. this stuff to Hitler. And it yeah. happened twice. No, no, no. So back to the back to the whole Canada thing. Magic though. Bus. I yeah. kind of I kind of wonder though whether or not we're we're perhaps making this into a heaven that it isn't. Like I'm sure Canada has problems. Yeah. Like. They they may not have the same type of problems that we do, but they got problems. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the problems that they come up. Or did you have something? No, no. Go. I'll catch in on this later. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. The problems that, that come up are stuff like I mean, we hear the story today of this twelve year old girl walking into a Canadian hospital with a hurt knee, and like doctors swarmed on her, and they did tests, and they finally got what was the problem, and then she walked out. They may not even ask her name. Like, that sort of stuff. You hear that, that like, that's a great anecdotal story, and I'm not, I'm not denying the truth of it, but so many times in Canada, with, with, with the free healthcare systems, you hear these extremely long lines. Like, not like standing in line, but like... I still wonder how, how accurate that is, though. I, I've heard that, that counter, actually, that, that you just have to wait an incredibly well, long time. Well, it, it's the same. It's, it's, there's anecdotal evidence on both sides. And unfortunately, the plural of anecdote is not evidence. Yeah. Um, so... And but there, I mean, there's certainly stories of people being on these wait lists for important surgeries for six months at a time. And I've heard these stories from Canadians um, God, on, a, on a personal basis. It's times like these when I wish someone would just be like, "Okay, I want to find out the truth. Let's do a study." Like, <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure the studies are out there. They mm-hmm. have to be, right? Like, has I someone? Think so. Has someone? The thing with free healthcare is you do not get the healthcare until something is wrong. Free healthcare is not preventative. It's actually, the it's based on fixing what's wrong now. Actually, though, in other countries, they focus more on preventative health care than we do here in the they United have, they States. They have health regulations in a lot of other countries. I think Americans right. are just idiots. Now, what's the difference here? No, I mean, okay. between fixed and preventative. Preventative health care. You don't go licking like sockets. That's a rule of thumb. <laughs> no, but, but pre- preventative health care is uh, wellness. It's mm-hmm. it's going to see a chiropractor even if you don't have a pain in your back. It's it's going getting to get the flu shot before the flu season. Okay. Right, and and preventative healthcare goes beyond just chiropractic. Yes, but that's I, I'm, one I'm sorry, it's it's a it's a bothersome. Thing it's it's national fitness programs. It's uh, you know getting people out there walking every day. It's it's promoting nutritional classes. I mean this it, it's a it's a holistic approach. What? Nutritional classes. I was speaking yeah. to a girl who had tofu today. She tried. She told me that uh, the the fake hot dogs and the fake hamburgers taste better than the real hot dogs and the real. I hamburgers. can't eat tofu. Well, you know what? Not a chicken like from Thunderbird Subs tastes better As than in, real chicken. I can't really? swallow it. Wait, from Thunder. Yeah. Can't take smaller them. bites. Well, it's it does, and I'm not it, saying it, you it, have it, to go vegetarian. Texture. I'm saying avoid fast food. You know, these, yeah. these basic ideas. It's like moderation is, and use your head. Exactly. Is it's that, not avoiding it. It's not indulging in it every second of every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, have y'all seen the video or movie or whatever you want to call it that's the fast food nation? I have there's, not. I've heard of it. The McDonald's diet for 30 days. Supersize me. Yes, yeah, supersize yeah, super But that's it's that's also based on the book, Fast Food Nation. Mm-hmm. If you no, read that book, not. well, it ties in <laughs> with it. If you read the book, it makes you not want to ever eat fast food again. I don't. <laughs> what is but, that? I came to that conclusion the, the thing by... The it is, is that... I'm sitting here, I eat fast food on a pretty regular basis. I mean, I'm in college. Obviously. Just going anywhere on campus is basically going to be unhealthy for you. I'm sitting here, have not gained an ounce of the freshman 15. It's all in moderation. Yeah. So you can sit saying you need these fitness programs. You need people to quit being stupid. Well, you're, 
you're a sample of a demographic, though, that's more educated as far as this goes. You're yeah. in Very college. True. You're you're knowledgeable about this. Uh, you're probably brought up with with these ideals. Somebody told you at some point, "Hey, you got to do this in moderation." Yeah. What the, what the problem is, though, is most people don't get told that in their lives. And Very she goes true. to school at Texas Tech, so her classes are a couple miles apart. Very true. I yeah. walk a mile to every class. <laughs> Um, so, uh, how no, does this... Does Canada have obese problems? That's I'm what I was curious, going to ask. Though, like, we need to tie this back into Canada versus America. Now, I'm, where I'm going with this Austin, this whole uh, Austin wants to move to Canada kind of thing isn't... it? There's going to be an entirely different lifestyle up there. I would imagine, like, just the, the general national mindset is probably going to be a lot different simply because of what it was based on as opposed to America. I saw... I have to share this with y'all because it is too great. Um... Uh, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but oh, part of the <laughs> thus is my nature. Um, <laughs> part of the uh, Revolutionary War or something like that. George Washington crossing the Delaware. Whenever George yeah. Washington was crossing the Delaware, wasn't it on a Christmas Eve and for uh, yes. maniacal intents? So the demotivator was Washington crossing the Delaware, and it has the same picture of the very renowned picture, uh, or yeah, this the very renowned painting, and it says America. We will kill you on your sleep, and or we will kill you in your sleep on Christmas. <laughs> so it's like that's America, but Canada's got to be so different. They have moose. Well, you can go up and hug a moose. Here's know? the deal, go though. In, in Canada, Canada's history, though, at least politically, they've been very laid back. They basically Canada did not gain their independence until the 1980s. And they did so only because Britain was like, you know what, y'all are practically independent by now, we might as well just give it to you. You've but they, they never they never fought for their independence. So the We're kicking you out of the nest. It's because they didn't, uh, well, perhaps because they didn't demand it. They were satisfied with where they were at. Do y'all believe that the uh, like American Revolution in 1776, from what I understand, that could have been resolved with a little bit of compromise rather than well, like a bunch of, uh, um, I don't want to say radicals with a... I don't think so, because Britain, it, it was more about <laughs> fundamental things. Um, in the United oh, right. States here, we really we really did not want a monarchy. Now, now some people did, actually. Some, yeah. some folks argued for a, for George Washington be, mm -hmm. to be the first king of the United States. Mm -hmm. um, the majority, though, did king not... King of the United States. Yes. <laughs> that the sounds ma the majority, though, did not want to continue monarchic rule. They wanted to do this great experiment, a different type of government. Um, Canada, on the other hand, there was perfectly happy with the monarchy, and to this day, the Queen is still their head of state, and state officials have to... Um, In swear all of her glory, with all of her responsibilities? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hey, I love the Queen. You're signing for me. More so. I wish I could be yeah, the Queen. You said head of state versus head of government. Right, head of state. I mean, the, 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 the representative leader of the country. Their, their government, though, is completely independent. Mm -hmm. they, have, they have a parliament, different from our, our legislature, but... It's not by a lot. What not, is not by a lot, government no. of Canada? What is? I mean, there's no president of Canada, right? There's a prime minister. There's a prime, prime minister. minister. Yeah. Okay. But um, he's not the prime minister. Is under the parliament. Uh, parliament. Is that correct? Well, the way the prime minister is, comes about is the uh, uh, there are a certain number of uh, MPs, ministers of parliament, or members of gotcha. parliament, yeah, um, that are voted into office by districts. Very similar to say House representatives. Right. The party, political party, with the most members of parliament selects the prime minister. When the parliament changes, when the, when the swing of parliament changes, there's a new prime minister. Um, so there's not term limits on that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, there may be term limits on parliamentary members, right. how long they can be. But, but, the, but if, 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 say, the, the party party, the party in favor of parties, in <laughs> Canada, is the majority <laughs> party in parliament for an extended period of time, 
Uh, we'll call them the Fiesta Party to, to reduce confusion. I really like Party Party. That, okay. that's, that's, that's redundant, though. It is. That's why I went with Fiesta Party. Okay. Um, the Fiesta party, um, party, party becomes the majority party in Canada. They have the most MPs, members of Parliament and military police. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and they get to pick the Prime Minister from the group of MPs in the Fiesta Party. Ah. Um, so they have to choose so one of their own then. Yes. Okay. So basically, it would be like, you know, we have a Speaker of the House who's, who's based on the majority. I'm not, is that how um, that works? Yes, they're, uh, yeah. Yeah. The majority party um, is the Speaker of the House. And then they elect the Speaker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and there's the minority representative as well. Yeah. And then um, you have the majority and the minority whips, which nobody ever yeah, talks about, but no. they're, they're actually in the Constitution as well. They are. So. But, uh, but, but basically it would be like if our Speaker of the House be, was not President, because Prime Minister has different things than the President, because they don't have an executive branch, really. Um, it's all legislative things. Right. And they have a judicial system. Um, but that's, that's where the Prime Minister comes from. And it's, it's a very different head of state, or head of, head of the government, than a President. Um, because the moment you don't have this disparity that we've had of you know a liberal a liberal liberal it's a, <laughs> a democrat a democrat based Congress with a Republican head of state mm -hmm. that doesn't happen as soon as the Congress or the Parliament which is supposedly representative of the people more so than an, an elect, elected president right. becomes switches sides or becomes different the Prime Minister changes. There's and much more unison between the Prime Minister and the Parliament? Yes. Okay, because obviously they have to select their own. So it's it's a bit of... It works. It works. So they, it, it works for them rather well. Does, but the, we, we like the three-branch the three branch system that we currently yeah, have. Yeah, we, we think it's... We, we, yeah, this, this whole checks and balances myth that we're told in political well, science. Well, it, it has become out of balance over the past... 40 years, 45... Well, I would even go World back farther. World yeah. War II. No, dude, Great Depression. I mean... So the check is now more of a fill in the dot. Yeah. I've it's decided the, the checks and balances system works amazing on a small scale. But once you blow it up to the proportions of the size of America, it's just not useful. Yeah. It's slow. Well, it's, it's, it's impossible. It, <laughs> I mean, it, it's impossible it, I mean, for the... Uh, I don't know. It's just... You, With as many representatives and stuff we have, somebody's always going to be arguing something, whether or not it's for the better of the nation oh, as a whole. Yeah. They're going to be wanting their own agenda, and they're not actually going to be in the right mindset all of the time about what they want happening. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, I mean, the lack of unity is is one thing, but I think that the problem is that we've allowed executive power to go unchecked. We've allowed. The, the office of the presidency to take on a very authoritarian bent. Um, I mean, look at this this election that we've had, two years of campaigning for, for the highest office in the nation. Um, by <laughs> but the, it's not. But it really... It is homecoming king of America. Is, it is now. It is. That's it exactly is what it is. And but it is. Queen, no, no, no. It is, the race. it is the highest office in the nation, mm -hmm. but it is not the... It is not the Constitutionally no. speaking, constitutionally speaking, yes, but it does not have the power, or it, it traditionally does not have the power that we seem to to think it does. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really find it odd that the president is required to have a policy for everything. It is not the president's job to have an energy policy, to have a 
to have a health care policy. These are, these are matters left up to the legislature because a president cannot implement an energy policy. He can propose an energy policy, but it's one man proposing it on the basis of probably what his advisors have told him. We have committees for that. Our legislature is supposed to do that. They're supposed to do a bunch of research and then come up with it. The president's job is to act as the coordinator, the, the executor. He is supposed to implement the laws that Congress comes up with. Yes. And no more. Yes, he's commander in chief of the armed forces. Which comes but, in handy if Congress declares a war. Yes, then he can. <laughs> then, then, then he can send the military. Perhaps we should have a risk tournament then for for president. Also, have Obama and McCain. Oh, a against, risk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah, we'll if, on an iPhone, well, on an iPod. There we go. I would love to we'll see. We'll let like, Obama go into uh, Australia and then just kind of build, 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 build. McCain yeah. may want to like play Vietnam. He could threaten Canada. Yeah, there we go. He could, and yeah. completely take over the world because McCain rules. I know. I would love to Canada. See this, like North America is absolutely a wonderful thing for a uh, risk. You know what? To make it fair, I think we should have them play Risk Godstorm. So it's set up like a Mesopotamian area yeah. where they're really not familiar with that. Mm. They're like, yeah, okay. It's true. Yes. No, I still I kind of like the idea of having it be modern. Call the F-16s. You know, oh, I wonder how many presidents Risk has been the favorite game for. Ha ha ha! Let's see if I can take over the world. Hitler, for that matter. <laughs> Godwin's law. <laughs> I had to do that just for you, Kevin. Oh my God! All right, Charles, where are you? <laughs> yeah. I, so, I kind of like the idea of them competing in, in certain tournaments, uh, like untraditional type things. Like have, have Twister. DDR. Dude, presidential <laughs> Twister would be amazing. I mean, it'd be unfair to McCain with this whole broken arm thing and all that. But mm-hmm. um, I bet he is he's just as good in shape as Obama. <laughs> <laughs> wow. John McCain is older than the polio okay. vaccine. Okay, McCain and Palin, that's okay for the homecoming game. Palin doing Twister. But I'm... Mm. Too many people would like that. I am concerned, though, about... Wow, Palin and Michelle Obama going off on Twister. Wow. (laughs) worthwhile here. Let him go. Yeah, I'm concerned about the homecoming court. Um, What happens if you have Obama and Biden arm-in-arm? Oh, yeah, that's... Um, It's illegal in America! (laughs) The imagery that brings to mind is not pleasant. It's legal in Massachusetts. (laughs) It's not D.C., so, <laughs> love like a vacation home. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's it's you know it'd be funny though if we, if we had individual elections for vice president and president because we totally have an Obama Palin ticket. <laughs> well, what's interesting? You know, I'm not so sure about that. Well, recently uh, there though, are a lot of people that honestly Palin. do not like Obama. Well, I was I thought you were going to say Palin. I sat and had a Facebook debate with someone for over an hour in the library the other night. <laughs> Facebook debates. When, a Facebook debate. when I should have been studying for a chemistry test, I sat and had a debate for over an hour, a good hour and a half, two hours, about how terrible Obama is versus how terrible McCain is. <laughs> that's why is. I voted. That's why I voted for Bob Barr today. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask because I, I think it's rude to ask people. I totally, for. I totally went libertarian. Mm. Thank you. Up top, somebody is, else. Come on. Is uh, we we have to pick the lesser of two equals. No, we don't. You, no, you don't have to. You nope. can pick Bob Barr. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, is America has its own opinion, and there are a lot of people that are strongly against Obama. I, I personally I just, would I just, never I even consider I don't know what Obama wants. Like, Obama is change, 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 which is great if you have all those quarters and you're going to an arcade. But I don't <laughs> know, like, 
there's so much change, and he, he he sounds like a lot of good ideas. But McCain obviously he's more has the figurehead than look, the actual th- politician. This is this is my okay. entire point. Like Hillary they, Clinton was, I think the Democrats wanted a figurehead, not a politician. Well, that, and that's what I'm saying, though. The, the presidency is the figurehead. The pre- yeah. we, in America, our president is our head of state, poster child of America, right? Yeah. But they, and we we expect them to have all these plans for everything, but they're never going to be able to. They're not. They're, they're not their job to fix things. No. So why don't we just let them both? Like, let's just let McCain be the head of government and Obama be the head of state, and we'll be set. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. This this happened back. I believe they called that way the day. This was this was. Um, it was not official in any means, but a lot of the times back there. in the day, the the vice president's position went to. The person who came in second in the presidential election—that would be so amazing. Just like um, I it was just until all the opinions started not. I think we need to resurrect Abraham Lincoln and just all vote him into office. Hell no! He suspended <laughs> habeas corpus. Yeah, during the Civil War. He, but <laughs> hey, Lincoln hated states' rights. Lincoln hated states' rights. Yeah, personally, I like states' rights. <laughs> I'm in favor of states' rights. I like the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go by a what, top else are pe- what else are people <laughs> voting on these days? Obama in uh, a top hat. There we go. Hey, I wonder if he has a meta hat. <laughs> He's got a hat inside of his hat. Oh my god. <laughs> he takes it off, it's a smaller hat underneath. <laughs> it's like those little dolls that you take. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. What are, what are those dolls called? The stacking Russian dolls or whatever? They're called stacking, stacking Russian, Russian, Russian dolls. Stacking dolls. <laughs> well, technically Russian. Nesting dolls. Nesting, nesting dolls. Yes, nesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know they had nesting hats. hats. All right. Matt and Kimberly are heading out right now, so we'll say we'll cut it. Toodaloo! Toodaloo. All right, TTFM. Bye bye. Safe travels. That's all. But do you you think. uh, Here's here's my deal, though. Do you think we've redefined the office of the president? Yes. Do you think think we. Absolutely. Well, okay, so how then? We we expect the president to be what? A despot? (laughs) Uh, To some extent, I mean, we, we want the president to fix America. But, I mean, it, and and how America's broken is not necessarily something everybody agrees upon. No, but it is it is certainly out there. But here's the deal: if the election is split down the middle, the president is only going to be able to fix half of America, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> but but I mean, I, I think the the big thing that started it um, was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh yeah, serving in office for four terms, becoming and. And I think it's true. He became the king of America. There yes, we go. Yes, he very um, much was. And, and from that point forward, he, he, he stepped into office and said, I'm going to fix America. Well, well he, he rolled into office. <laughs> Sorry. He moved no into points. office via some sort of method. It's a metaphor. He can Friends. metaphorically step. Whether he could literally step is not the point. It's like metastepping. It, it has to go two pi radians. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that is a step. <laughs> um, he moved into office. And he said, I mean, his, his campaign was, I'm going to fix America. Herbert Hoover screwed up stuff and put us in the Depression. Bit of a lie. But that's, yeah. that's what politicians do. Um, he said, I'm going to fix America. And some would say he did. He did. So, I mean, okay, he, he fixed the short-term problems of America no, by putting us in a war. Now, <laughs> they, they did vote the term limit in uh, under his administration, though, because people realized, wow, you know, we've had this guy around for 12 years. It's about time we have somebody new. Next. <laughs> yeah, and next. And that's serving a total of 16. Um, I mean, that's, that's a long time. Do you think we should, have, we should do a term limit even further and say you can only go one term? There's some, some ideas to that, but the thing of it is, well, the reason we picked two terms is because that they were the president that had been set previously. Yeah. Uh, Washington did two terms, and he said, that's all you should do. Mm-hmm. He didn't, I don't think he wanted it to be a constitutional amendment. 
Um, right. But he, he did. And Washington was also in favor, uh, against the two-party system. Yeah. Which, yes. um, I'm not opposed to that idea either. Well, I, I don't think there should be parties. I, I like the idea yeah. of, of a majority being able to elect one of their own, the, the mm-hmm. parliamentary thing. Um, there are many more parties in Canada, right? I don't know the answer. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were. Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Um, I know in, in Germany there are about four or five parties. Uh, they, they form coalitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call them like you know, red-black or... Um, Something coalition because each That's each right. party is represented. <laughs> yeah, each party has a color. Um, it's kind of weird or black blue coalition and yeah. stuff like this. But the bruisers. Um, yeah. So it's really, so really, they end up having only two major groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have different parties, and the parties stand for different things. So, you yeah. know, Green Party, Conservative and, Party, and the party identification has become such a huge thing these days. Without a doubt. Yeah, um, that's the easiest way to vote. It is. Well, and, and are you Republican? Yes. Well, here is the straight party ticket is a little scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the fact that you, there's a bubble on the thing, you, you fill the finish the little line that says straight party ticket. Yeah, and you don't have to fill anything out. Like that's like I'm just going to vote because I can. You're yeah. not. That, that, that's that's showing. Look at me. I'm 18. That you're not pencil. Yeah. That you're that to me that is showing very specifically that you're not looking at what you're voting in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and party identification has become a problem with that, and two party systems become a problem from that. Um, in that that's what that's what we've seen happening is if we've made it easier for people to do to do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean it's not something with an easy solution. because uh, we, we have, um, as I read recently, you know, there are six candidates on most of the major ballots, any of which could theoretically win enough votes to win the election. Mm. But really only two of them will because, yes. of, because of other factors. I mean, if, if someone were presented simply the ballot without having ever heard of, of these people, without having mm. ever seen them on TV. See, see I'd love to, to do this experiment, to have like six candidates. You, you, the people never see them beforehand. They see yeah. them on the ballot for the first time, and all the issues are laid out. And their you could opinions read, thereof. Right, and their, their opinions, their stances on certain issues. It's just the raw right. facts of who this person is, mm-hmm. and then allow them to vote. Isn't there a website that does that? Um, well, there is, but the, the well, problem I'm just, is... I'm, that, I'm just curious, because I, I can't think of it, and I want to listen to I'm saying, like, putting, putting politics in a vacuum, because, in all honesty... Does it matter whether a guy has a great public speaking ability or whether his face is nice? Okay, that's that is only that is only a popular. That is not, how Kennedy, Kennedy won. Not, is that, that is that is uh, not the Kennedy. Going, the Kennedy Nixon debate. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The he, first televised debate that was also still on the radio. Nixon was sweating on TV, and, and Kennedy was young, and he had great yeah. makeup. And <laughs> they, but exactly. radio radio Sam. listeners blip, said blip. Nixon won. Yes. Uh-huh. Viewers said Kennedy won. Right, that in of itself shows how how much we are influenced by a good-looking man, yeah, yep. or woman. And, um, and that's <laughs> so. I wonder. I mean, if we put politics in a vacuum like that, if we just give them names, or even if we just said you candidate, your opinions, candidate your A, yeah. like like not even names, like candidate A, candidate B, and didn't put race or anything, just just their stances on the issues. I would like to do that. We need to get back to the subject of him for can. Canada. Is that a, do you think Canada <laughs> would be closer there? Uh, Canada would be closer to doing that since it does have the par- parliamentary system. I'm pretty sure they the just, they have, they have similar things that just, well, yeah. I, th- I think, I think with a parliamentary system, as I understand it, which is not a complete understanding by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination, um, 
is your local elections become much more important. Right. Well, hell yeah. I okay. mean, if, okay. the, if the person you elect to be your representative, your, your region representative, could yes. be president, that is, I mean, that, that makes it a lot more yes. important, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, which is something that I think is beneficial from that system, because I have always been of the opinion that the most important elections you should vote in are your city, your municipal elections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because those are the ones that are going to directly affect you. That's, that's bottom-up government, which originally the U.S. was formed to be. Mm-hmm. It's populism. Yeah. Sure. It, it, populism is, is the, the grassroots, the bottom okay, up. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't know the word. And... Well, it, it became warped into something else in the okay. progressive mood. But populism started as, as yeah, this yeah. is very much a, a farmer, you know, small town, <laughs> the, yeah. the real America, as they say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a great episode of The Daily Show. <laughs> yes. Um, um, that's where it started, and, and they grew into something that. else. Yes. Um, but that's and see that's a great point. I mean, if if you don't have these these huge national elections mm-hmm. for for the the head of the, the country, pretty much, um, it becomes much more a, an aspect of well, who from your community would you choose to represent you? Yeah, that might eventually represent. Well, and, you. and who would, who would you choose to be on city council? Do you even know who's on the city council? I have no council? idea. That's my point. I don't either. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than you because I have no idea. Right, yeah. and I should because this is the city I'm living in. This is the city that affects me the most, mm-hmm. um, and and theoretically, if I don't like the way this city is is doing, is is moving politically, it would be a call? lot easier for me to move to post or right. to move to Dallas. And, and I tell you what, if and you, then and this whole problem of, of moving to Canada doesn't come up. Right? No. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're not like I mean, seriously, who's who's in the presidential office really far indirectly affects you. I mm-hmm. mean, it does not. Do, affect your life to the extent that, say, uh, someone being in, in the city council and, and implementing some certain law about education, you know, bus route changes or, or, uh, uh, you know, curfews. or curfews or, or you know, mm-hmm. changing up the police department for certain other regulations. All sorts I mean, of different these, these things will affect your life way sooner than a, a president in office. Mm-hmm. And yet the, the priorities are shifted. It's almost like relevancy uh, versus uh, the level of the office is an inverse relationship. relationship. Well, you know? keep in mind that also the president would be one of the key uh, politicians in deciding whether or not uh, we have big issues. I'm going to use this this stereotype that's been used a lot. Um, going to war. The uh, president would have a whole lot of effect in going to war, and in going to war, that will affect the nation a whole lot more That'll affect than you any you... bus routes or curfew changes well, even summarized together. Per, perhaps, though, but from what I've noticed, I'm just putting this out there. I have not noticed the presidency directly affect my life. I know. It's, yeah, it really what, doesn't. What I've noticed that affects my life is bus routes on campus. Yeah. They <laughs> cut one of the bus routes to the apartment complex that I live in over the summer, and so now I have to wait a lot longer to get on a bus. That's that's something that I've noticed in my life. Are you yeah. going to war anytime soon? Doubtful. Are you going to your apartment complex anytime soon? Probably. Um, yeah. Priority. It's yeah. and that sort of stuff. And and we do, every now and then we get something big and loving that people care about, or it might in, in municipal any sort of like hockey. Situation. There we go. Hockey was a big <laughs> one recently. Um, another one that's come up is the alcohol. Uh, I mean, that's come up a, lot, a number of right, times. Yeah. Um, trying to to get this petition That'd out be a there. Quintessential argument for Lubbock. To to you know put to allow sale of beer and wine within the county. At like Walmart or convenience stores, things like that. Yes, that's. I, and I remember going to Walmart a couple of weeks ago and saw the petitioner out there. Mm-hmm. The, you know, this hired yeah. group to do the petition, but 
and and I thought I, it was the most spontaneous act of, of political involvement I've ever done. I'm like, <laughs> I oh that's this issue. I need to sign this. Yeah, it was it was sort of like a oh this is relevant to me here uh-huh. now. Right now, I am going to to be a part of this. And it's it, almost fast food politics. I mean, do you, want to <laughs> you bet we have it right here in front of you. Do you want to supersize it? We'll give you a fancy pencil, but you know, I mean, that's <laughs> you, is, is that a bad idea? Immediately given a chance to voice your opinion. Wow. See, I, at a I really local like, store that you're going I to. like the idea of direct democracy on a local level. It mm-hmm. doesn't work so well on a national level, no. but on a local level, I would like to be given the choice of, of whether you know a certain uh, precinct change is made or whether yeah. a certain uh, a public official is elected to a certain office uh-huh. uh, or whether a certain um, a certain activity yeah a certain activity is prohibited or not. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a very relevant thing to our lives, and it's the sort of thing that that we really don't get the chance to affect. Yeah. Um, it can make an extreme difference. It reminds me of a, of a book, um, just, just talking this pure direct democracy. We do not have a direct democracy in this country. No, we nor don't. were we set up to, so I'm not upset about that fact. Um, I read a book, I've read it a few times now, um, called Friday by Robert Heinlein, one of his later works. Um, and it is, it, it's, it's a relatively minor part of the book. One of the, one of the, the main characters going through um, California at one point, mm-hmm. which is a... a a, has decided there. It, it, the U.S. is no longer the U.S. It's regions and stuff like that, like the Lone Star region and uh, California. California has become a pure democracy. Anyone who can read the ballot, or at least fake reading the ballot, and write their name can vote. Oh God! <laughs> and 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 it's just a crazy idea. Well, in, especially in this age of the internet, the idea yes. of direct democracy. Imagine getting an email every morning with a list of issues that you can vote on. I mean, we're talking national issues, you know, voting on whether to appropriate such and so to certain mm-hmm. things, you mm-hmm. know, being, being, being the government, essentially. Yeah. Um, you would, it would be hundreds of entries every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we essentially, we hire Congress people to do this so we don't have to. But what about the issues that we really do care about? You know, would, would I, would I be able to say, filter it, um, say, you know, I only, <laughs> I only want to vote on, on technological issues, you know, mm-hmm. on, uh, say, internet law. And your net neutrality um, things of that nature. Yeah, net neutrality things of that nature. I would love to have that ability. I really don't care about, about health care. I really don't <laughs> care about uh, school systems at this point. I mean, just at this point in my yes, life. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but you don't see, have I would, leg I would like to have a say in certain issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I, I believe a lot of people would. Yeah. Um, the, the closest thing we have to that right now is writing to our congresspeople. But that doesn't do <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. Okay, I, there, oh, was, there was a cute. thing that yeah, came up. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> there was a thing that came up. I don't even remember what it was. But it was something that I was very upset about that was happening. I remember it was, it was the telecom immunity thing. And I was very upset. I was I was very upset that we were granting the telecoms immunity for wiretapping my phone. Yeah, I say wiretapping my. I don't know if they wiretapped my phone. I don't know if they didn't wiretap my phone, and because of that, I have a problem with it. Um, and I wrote my senator as well as my congressperson. Um, not, or excuse me, my representative. And yes, my senator. They're congressional both representative. Yeah, they're yeah. both congresspeople. Well, senators prefer the term senator. I know they do. They're <laughs> stuck up like. Don't that. call them a congressman ever. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's I was a senator. Congressman. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I wrote them. I got a four-letter response, and I'm now on some stupid mailing list. Oh my god! <laughs> that is what happened when I tried to contact my senator and my House representative about this issue that I found important. They that is what happens. They don't care. I mean, they, they don't. Essentially, they don't have time to care. Um, they're they're too. Basically, once you elect someone into office, they don't have to do anything for you anymore. Okay. They've already gotten past the the part where they have to yeah uh, pander to you. 
Now, maybe a, a year from then, or, or two years in the case of a, no, five yeah. years in the case of a senator, mm -hmm. um, they have to start pandering again. Yeah. But for that whole five-year period, they can pretty much do whatever the hell they want. You don't have any say in it. Yes. <laughs> it's only a matter of making themselves look good at the end so they can get reelected. Sure. That's what they're going to go on to do. Um, you're going to acting. It's, it's a completely ridiculous system. Um, now, granted, I don't think implementing a direct democracy would take any <laughs> short period of time. Probably the no. simply the system's design alone yeah. would be horrendous. But what I mean, I think hacking the government. I think it could be. Yeah, I mean, imagine if if the the voting issues for the nation were in a, a computer database that you would <laughs> you would essentially uh, say one person logging in could change the course of the nation. <laughs> yeah. Um, one vote matters. One vote matters. Well, in that in that case, I think votes would matter a lot more. Absolutely. Um, I feel really the, the ballot that I cast today, it felt like a, a formality. I felt like I was going through the motions. I mean, my, I'm in Texas. Like, it, no matter how <laughs> I vote, John McCain is going to be our, the, whoever the, the pick for this state, uh, even though I really don't like it. Yeah. Um, and, certain, but, and, and, and even locally, like certain, yeah. certain Republican Democratic judges are going to get elected because they put signs up everywhere. <laughs> you know, that's, I'm sorry, signs do not make someone a good politician. <laughs> and they should not be elected on the on name recognition. Artistic, on, yeah. Yeah, on the, yeah. On the hey, this sign looked better. <laughs> uh, he had more blue. Bruce Willis likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Norris endorses Mike Huckabee. Ch well, Chuck yeah. Norris came through Amarillo and, like, he was there giving out Chuck Norris cards. And uh, I think a couple of Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks. So there were a few oh. people who enjoyed their last few moments. But uh, he was supporting. I, I want to say it was like it could have been Huckabee, but it was. It was. Yeah. Okay. So Chuck Norris supports Huckabee, and that is a fantastic way to get publicity. Here's another issue: uh, publicity for politicians. How many people do you think are going to vote for John McCain? Because in reality, they're voting for Sarah Palin, who was on Saturday Night Live. Oh my God! Now, if if, it, now I would love to have a politician who's human <laughs> enough to go on Saturday Night Live, but personally, for that I think the, the Saturday yeah. Night Live appearance was strategic for her. Absolutely, um, she she had to she had you know it was kind of like a neat oh look you know she's getting on there with Tina Fey who's been satirizing her. I mean, yeah. it's like whatever, just go away. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry the the um, the routine with the the whole the rap. That the other chick did was yeah. far more funny than anything that, that yeah. Galen or Tina Fey did on no, that. No, absolutely. That yeah. First, I, I'm going to put this out there. I don't think Tina Fey's got it. Like she's pretty close. She's got the look down, uh -huh. but and sort of the accent, but not the. Well, the keep in mind that for comedy, yeah, she, she really yeah. has to. She has to take it over the top. She has to make a. Uh, oh yeah, work. Yeah, uh, caricature. Yeah, yeah, she has to make an uh, an Art Deco. Uh, piece of work into just an absolutely brilliant Technicolor. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what I would love to see? I think that made sense. Yeah. You know what I would love to see? <laughs> love to Frank, see. Frank Caliendo do Sarah Palin. That, that would be worthwhile. That would be uh, worth that, watching. That is a man of many, many, many voices and faces. Uh-huh. I think you could do it. But um, one body side. But one body. But no, it doesn't what? matter. Hell. It doesn't matter. He, could, <laughs> he, could he did the entire cast of Seinfeld in, in one of his bits. And... Yeah, they all look different, but he gets, he gets the yeah. mannerisms so yeah. right that yeah, it looks like it's the same guy. Yeah, he's a little he's a little short fat guy on stage. But you can you in your mind's eye you see him as as the character. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's and this whole this whole strategizing thing, this whole, this whole publicity strategy. Mm -hmm. A politician should not have to worry about have, or I should I should make the distinction here. A statesman 
should not have to worry about having a publicity strategy. They should be in there figuring out how they're going to approach their job rather than how best to look for the people who are going to get them elected. Yeah. That's the difference between a politician and a statesman. A yeah. statesman's job is to represent the people. A politician's job is to get elected. This is kind of reminding me of talking about know, the, the publicity side of it. Is and I don't I don't know the laws behind this. I'm probably opposed to them anyway. But there's a lot of at one point in time there's a lot of emphasis to fair time, um, yeah, equal time, fair time, and that sort of stuff. Um, which is why you know at the Republican debate many moons ago, um, you had you know all eight candidates, six candidates up there, including people never people never heard of before. Yeah. Um, but if you if you look at it, it's actually very interesting because it, in the YouTube. Republican YouTube debate, candidates were given more time than other candidates in that period of time. Oh, yes, by far. Uh, Ron Paul had about four minutes of talking time, whereas I think McCain had close to 15. Yeah. Um, he only had two questions directed to him. Um, the only time I remember the Ron Paul numbers because in time I was a Ron Paul supporter. Mm. Um, Dan Credo was was down there too. I mean, yes, he, yes. Was, he was he was down with with Tom uh, other Thompson uh, Tommy Thompson. Yes, <laughs> and, and but it's, it's the sort of situation. And, and the same thing happened with with the Republic or the, the Democratic debate. Two senators got almost no screen time. Yes, um, and it's it's a situation where the public the publicity is determining public's awareness. Mm -hmm. It's it's huh. a, I would say it's a differential equation. It probably <laughs> it's, is, it's but this, I never got to Diffie. So to to those who who aren't too math savvy, it's like it's an interdependent relationship. A change on one side affects a change on another side, which affects a change on the other side. Yes. P publicity uh, affects a candidate's image, which affects how much publicity they get, which affects their you know. Yeah. And, and so how it, the it goes. Respond. Yeah. It's um. No, what's a, it's cyclical. Yeah. Uh, it, it you know. And that's true. They're, they're so mutual I, I can't effect for Lincoln's I can't just Well, it's like two yeah. dominoes going back and forth they're on hitting each other. It's two weebles. Yes. The wobbles are hitting each other back and forth. Right. One hits, it gets knocked back, comes back, comes back. Um, now, this one, isn't a vacuum. So of course. So, of energy is going to And, and no, no friction. Frictionless mm -hmm. vacuum. Yeah. Um, frictionless vacuum. Momentum. Excuse me. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to buy that on eBay. But And that's true. And I can't blame... The public, the publicity cycle, the twenty-four hours news cycle, for doing that. I, 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 well, that's not true. I'm going to blame them. Oh, because, I think, I think because they, they, they are in a position where, and not all of them, but at least one of them could stand up and say, "No, we're going to actually give equal time, equal coverage." Exactly. Um, they I, and the, done but that. their their excuse is always, "Well, you know, people want to see more of the candidates that they like." You know, wink. Yeah. You know, but it's is it is it really that, or is it people? You know, you want people to see more of a certain candidate. And um, and, <laughs> and there certainly is a lack of integrity in particularly the twenty four hour news channels. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> and that's and that's, that's, that's not a, that's not a bold statement to say. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's a that's a great understatement. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that then. It, it's, um, is there a word for anti integrity? <laughs> I hope not. Because, that <laughs> because that's sad. what they have. But, but no, it is. It is, and, and that's very true. But I, I am not, I'm believer in the free market, and I would watch a, a news channel that didn't, on a service level, as I said, didn't like say you know we're fair and balanced, yeah. But actually put effort into and had results showing mm -hmm. that they had done equal coverage of, of for example, the presidential primary race. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, that is something that I would like to see. Mm. I would, um, and and as a as a consumer of of television, I don't watch cable news channels. Mm. 
I would probably watch a channel like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately what's going to happen is we'll all move to the internet. This will become less relevant once we all grow up. <laughs> That's cool. uh, See, that, that you know, once, still exists, but we still have newspapers. We still have radio. Yeah, but, okay, radio's going, newspaper's going. I, I'm pretty sure the, the 24-hour news networks are going to become a thing of the past in, a, in about 10 to 15 years. Uh, everything is going to the internet. Uh, traditional broadcasting is going to the internet. You know, corporations putting their shows online mm -hmm. for free. Mm -hmm. Well, free with a little bit of advertising. Right <laughs> now, right now, it represents an extremely small percentage of all their viewership. Yeah. But as people start getting more aware of this, more technologically savvy, um, Hulu's a great website. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Ad. It's 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 a great example of this. Yes. All of their stuff is on there for free. Old stuff. The entire series of season, all four seasons of Doogie Howser is available on Hulu. For free with ads. Hulu.com? Hulu.com. Check it out. It's H-U-L-U. Um, yeah. The original Lost in Space. I mean, we're like talking... all this sort of stuff that, that was not making any money previously. No. And, and uh, they they tack on maybe, okay, like two minutes of advertising. And, and little And little 30-second chunks that you can mute. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. or just... Different walk, tab. You know, different, yeah, open a different tab, browse another website. That's the time going. you make all the noise of opening a new bag of chips. Exactly. <laughs> it's not even enough time to get up and go to the bathroom. No, <laughs> it's not. Like, you still have to sit here. And of you course, can pause you, it, you still can, yeah, you can pause the while show. While you bring your laptop into the bathroom, that's a simple solution that I've come to. <laughs> but, uh, Don't I mean, look at me like that. Great tie back into the Daily Show. My morning routine is basically get up, turn on uh, my computer, pull up Hulu, watch last night's Daily Show while I eat breakfast. Mm. That is my morning routine. Like, that. that... Is a part of my life now, and it, it would not have been possible five years ago, even even yeah. two years ago. Yeah, would, that would have been impossible or very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is the, the direction we're moving: everything on demand, information on demand, opinion on demand, uh, the ability to to make choices and and inform yourself, regardless of you know by by choosing the source purely on your own whim. Yeah, uh, you know, not not being fed information, not being uh, fed opinion. Uh, being able to, to actually go out there and dynamically uh, interact with the world mm -hmm. rather than just have everything come to you. People expect the news to come to them. That's, that's what this 24-hour news stuff has gone. But really to find the news that's relevant to you, you have to go to it. And that's, um, that's a change because, because up until the Internet, the news came to them in yeah. the form of radio newspaper. You turned on to the news radio station. And you got the, the actual got, relevant news. Yes. <laughs> Um, but and, and yeah. the twenty four hour cycle is kind of an example of, of how we want to bring the news to you all the time, but we don't have that much news. Right. And so irrelevant news, as as we as I'm going to call it now from your relevant news statement, filler yeah. news, as has has crept in to fill this twenty four hours of broadcast time. <laughs> and because of that, um, there's a lot of we, dross. There's a lot of dross. We have to filter it out on a consumer level, and so it's a lot easier to go to the internet. Where we can go and and search it out and yeah. pull these things. Google News search engine is a great search engine. Oh, wonderful! For yes. finding news and news information. Yeah, dig.com is also really good. I mean, well, their search engine sucks, but their, their search does. But it's it's democratic news basically. You get to you get to vote up the stories that you're mm -hmm. interested in. Um, yeah, and I think these alternatives will grow. Right now, this is just one of those last frustrating elections of a, of a holdover from a time where uh, you know TV actually mattered. Um, I think really, as we get more into the future, issues will matter more. Opinions, uh, it's a very positive statement to make. Positions will matter, but you know, it's wishful thinking, maybe. But I think 
I can see the glimmer of it. I can see at least the possibility. There, of there that is future. that, and, and I, I can agree with that because when I mean, you look at at something like the Ron Paul Revolution, yes, that was that was very much interbased, but was killed by television. Right. Um, I think he would have made a great president. I I wouldn't have liked to to see him very often. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have needed to. Like, yeah. it's I'm more concerned about what what he thought on these issues. Mm-hmm. Even even his speaking ability didn't really bug yeah. me. I just but, thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe he won't look so good on his. You know, mm-hmm. State of the Union address, but but he is, but he was, he was one of those politicians that got statesman. He was statesman one of those statesmen statesmen. who yeah. got popular yes. because of his stance on the issues. Yep, um, not all of his stances on the issues because nobody was in favor of the gold standard. Not very few. Like, uh, you well, know, a lot of people were He wants to bring back the gold standard, and I'm like, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, people. A lot of his issues, people would just bring up and, and expect you to be against it. It's, yeah. it's sort of like a oh, oh, you know, he's he's in favor of of, uh, of isolation of uh, you know yes. non-intervention, and you're like, yeah, so yes, and, and I think <laughs> which is good though that we could do that because because that got people talking about about issues. Yeah, they're like he's opposed to this, right? Like, Rather than just hearing it and being like uh, scoffing and, and moving yeah, on to something yeah. else, which is the extent that the twenty four hour news networks yeah. did. Oh, he uh, he likes the gold standard. <laughs> Let's move yeah, on and talk yeah. about McCain. You know, that, that's but that's actually, all they would do. Intelligent discussion about these issues between people. Yeah, uh, I would really love to see that sort of thing, but it's it's not going to happen. I think the the news networks will have to die. Or they'll have to adapt. <laughs> it's it's Darwinism. Darwin, yeah. Yep. Um, but what, anyways. Don't move to Canada. Yeah, I don't. Think, I think we've determined that moving to Canada won't work in this situation. Are we sure? We well, fix the system at home. What about for a mechanical engineer who's not as patriotic as. Um, I'm pretty sure you could live just about anywhere and make a living in mechanical engineering. Well, mechanical engineering, you're going to go to uh, India. Yeah. That's, 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 that's where the jobs are. Well, I will be the one good customer service person for Dell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and wrap things up then. Uh, Austin, thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, thank uh, the other people that left. Yes, yes. And, and thank Matt and Kimberly who are now. Uh, well, Kimberly's on a plane going back home, and Matt's probably driving back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, thank you once again. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm Stephen Torrance. We'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. We had metaria and stuff like that. I was thinking gonorrhea. Yeah, exactly. We were no. like, like Super Saiyan gonorrhea or something like that. Well, that's different. I mean, like Super we gonorrhea, you would, like, you would get back. just by being in the proximity of someone who had it. I mean, an airborne like STD. Well, <laughs> super AIDS. But an, an airborne STD. But then it wouldn't. It wouldn't really be an STD because it would be like a. No, you know what Kramer is if someone has sex near you. But it's not sexually transmitted. It's air transmitted, so ATD? GTD. ASTD. Airborne sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. Ast. 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 You gotta hit that. Ast. 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 Ast.